Good morning, Nachum. Good have Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Pasha's Toldos. Pasha's Toldos, we focus on the life of Yitzchak, the transition between Avram Avinu, who dies at the end of Chayesara, and bringing us to next week's Pasha, where we focus on Yaakov till the end of the book of Bereshis. Before I focus on something at the very beginning of the parsha, just let's address for one moment quickly, how could Yitzchak make the mistake of wanting to bless Esau? I just want to share with you very quickly to enhance your table talk tonight, tomorrow. Take a look at the two brachos that we find Yitzchak giving. Let's assume that he really thinks he is blessing Esau. The first bracha, and this is in chapter 27, Pasuk 28, Shishi, V'yitein l'cha lukim, he gives the bracha of materialism, prosperity, success, nothing of a spiritual nature. Nothing, no mention of the land of Israel. No mention of Birkas Avraham that he's transmitting to his son. At the end of the parasha, when he knows he's talking to Yaakov in chapter 28, once again, V'yiten l'cha, but here it's a very different V'yiten l'cha, Chapter 28, Pasuk 4. Yitin l'cha es birkas Avraham. The rishtachot's eretz megorecha. There he gives the land of Israel. There he gives the special birkas Avraham, the bracha of spirituality. Yitzchak wanted to forge a partnership between his two sons that each one should be able to contribute their character. Esav, the man of the world, Yaakov, the man of spirituality, and they would complement each other. In this case here, mother knows best. She knew the nature of Esav. She would not allow such a partnership, and therefore, as we say, the rest is history. I'd like to focus, however, on the very beginning of the parsha, And the Torah tells us in the third pasuk, and I'd urge you, bring the Chumash to the table and see this and see if you could be troubled as well by what troubled the Rabbeinu Bachaya in his commentary on this Pasuk. The Torah tells us in chapter 25, Pasuk 21, Vayatar Yitzchak Lashem Lenochach Ishto, that Yitzchak. Unkelis translates Vayetar as Vitsali, and he prayed. Arscroll translates entreated. Again, he begged. Prayer. Lashem Lenochach Ishto. Yitzchak prays to Hashem because of his wife, Kama, Ki Akora, he, because she was barren. They're married 20 years, they don't have any children. So now, Says Rabbeinu Bachaya, what should the Torah have said? 
the Torah should have said, Rivka Hoisa Akara. Put down first, the Rivka was barren. And then, in response to her barrenness, what does Yitzchak do? Vayetar Yitzchak Lashem that's not what the Torah says. Says Rabbeinu Bechaya, take note of what the Torah does say. The Torah puts the prayer before it tells us why he prayed. The Torah is telling us that the end, the important part is the prayer. Hashem wants Yitzchak to pray. Now, the only question is, What's going to be the means to get Yitzchak to the end? And the means in this case here happens to be the barrenness of Rivka. To use the words of Rabbeinu Bachaya, there's an Ikar and a Tofel. There's the primary and the secondary. Uma, and I quote, Shehiktim the reason why, Tefillah is put first, prayer is put first in the verse. Yitachin lomar, shehiktim ikar, that the Torah is teaching us what the primary is. And therefore, eina kavana, the intent of the Pasuk is not shetehei akros, that the barrenness should be the cause of the prayer, but because that would make the barrenness primary and the tefillah would be secondary. But just the opposite. The intent of the Pesach is to teach us that the tefillah, because Hashem wants prayer, now he needs a cause for the prayer. The cause for the prayer happened to have been Akros. Now, you can ask a very basic question. What does that mean, Hashem wants prayer? Hashem doesn't need anything. Who needs? Man needs. So I take you to the Gemara in Yevamos Samach Dalid Amar Aleph. Amar Yitzchak, Mipneima Hoyu Avoseinu Akurim. Why were our forefathers infertile? Sarah, Rivka, Rachel, all were Akoros. Why? Mipneisha Kodesh Baruch Hu Misavilit Filoson Shel Tzavikim. Hashem literally craves the prayers of the righteous. Why? Because through prayer, man enhances, improves, gets to the essence of his character, and more, his very purpose for being in this world. The Mishnah in Avos teaches us in the first chapter of Pirkei Avos, Shimrat Sadik taught, Ho'olam made. The Jewish world stands on a tripod. Ala Torah, ala Voda, v'al gemilus chasadim. If we're going to be honest with ourselves, Torah, we understand. Without the 613 mitzvot, without the written law, without the oral law, we don't have Judaism. Kimilus Chasodim, without the Jew emulating God in being Rachum, Chanun, kind, merciful, again, we are lacking the very identity of the Jew. But Tfila, come on, 
Do we really look upon tefillah as the very essence of what it means to be a Jew? Or do we unfortunately look upon tefillah as a means to an end? I need something. How do I get to that which I need? I pray for it. But it's almost like the prayer is a reaction. And that's what Rabbeinu Bachaya says, no, no, one should not, God forbid, look at prayer in such a way. And when I was privileged to study the Siddur, Rav Kreiser, Sechat Tzadik Levracha, told me that in the very first bracha, we say, Elokei Avraham, Elokei Yitzchak, Elokei Yaakov. What does that mean? It means Hashem had a personal relationship with each of the Avos. And each person, every one of us, when we dive in the Shemona Esrei and we say those six words, Hashem, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, after that, we are to pause for a moment and put in your name. Each and every one of us is to come to realize that we are privileged to have a relationship with Hashem and a personal relationship with Hashem. And it is through tefillah that we can enhance that personal relationship with Hashem. The Mabit, in his Sefer, asks, Oh my goodness, we davened yesterday, we davened last week, we davened last year. Are we not being a nudnik when we come to Hashem with the same request three times a day, day after day? And the answer is no. Number one, our coming to Him and Him alone establishes that relationship and reminds us that He alone is the one that can grant the request. And this gives me, once again, that personal relationship with Hashem in order to get that request. And so, what do we find at the beginning of Sefer Bereshis, in the beginning of chapter 2, when the Torah describes what was doing on the land? So, the Torah says in chapter 2, Pasuk 5, that nothing had grown. Why? Kilohim tir Hashem alukim oretz because Hashem had not caused it to rain. Why? Because there was no man at that time to literally work the ground. Now what does it mean, la'avod? So there are two understandings of la'avod. La'avod, literally to work the ground, and la'avod, as we say, avoda, the relationship between man and God. And Rashi quotes on Ein Adam, Adam Ayin Lavodis Adoma, Ein Makir Betovosan Shog Shamim. There was no one to appreciate the good of rain. Ukshaba Adam, only when Hashem created man, the Yoda, a man understood, 
Shem Tzorech Le'olam, that these are, the rain is necessary for the world. Hispaleel Aleem, Adam Arishon prayed for the rain, Viyordu, and the rains came down, and only then, Tzomcho Ilanos, Vatshoim, did the trees, did vegetation, blossom and grow because of man. Hashem wants man to be part of the process to pray for it to happen. How important is the prayer? So if you look in the Ramban at the end of at the end of Parshas Bo, the Ramban tells us very sharply and I quote that Kavanas Kola Mitzvos, the intent of all mitzvos, are Shana'amin Belokinu. We should believe in God and know a love. We should give thanks to Him, acknowledge Shahubra Anu that He created us. And this is the whole purpose of creation, that man should have a close relationship with God. There's no other reason for creation. What does God want from us down here? Milvad, except that man should know the Yodeh, give thanks and, and appreciation, Lelokov to his God, Shibra'o, thank you Hashem, Modeh Ani, but it's not enough if you say it just once in the morning, I have to say Modim in the morning, I have to say Modim at Mincha, I have to say Modim at night time, because there are so many distractions, wherever we turn, whatever we do, etc. And therefore, the kavanas, the intent of Roman Mishakol Betfilos, that our prayer and kavanas bote knesios, and the purpose of our going to bote knesios, to the synagogues and shuls, uschus tfilas harabim, and what's the whole purpose of our coming with a minion and praying together, Zehu it is, says the Ramban, that there should be a place for man to gather once again, and give thanks and recognition, that God created us, and God gives us the ability to function, etc., and that we should proclaim, proclaim to God, we are your creations. Prayer is most significant. And this is what we learn from the Ovos. The Ovos prayed. We are to pray. The Ovos had a relationship. We are to have a relationship. And so, each and every one of us should look at some of the challenges that we have in life and whatever it is, we pray it should not be. It should not be a sickness. It should not be parnasa. It should not be a shidduch. But whatever it is, understand that all these are, not simply gamzu letova, all these are the means to what? Get us to pray. Because that is the ikar. God wants our prayers. He wants a relationship with us. And He sends the different causes to help us achieve that end. 
I pray that as a result of our a greater understanding of Parshas Toldos, Vayetar, coming before Ki Akorahi, our own personal Tfilos will be enhanced, knowing that prayer is a two-way street. We need Him, but He anxiously awaits our prayers. Shabbat Shalom to all.